Hi, thanks for joining us at the dinner table. Before we begin, we would like to disclaim that these views do not reflect the state news and our opinions are subject to change at later date. Thank you for joining. Hello, and welcome back to the Dinner Table Podcast, where we bring conversations to the dinner table that your family wanted. Today, we'll be discussing adoption, how we feel about it, whether it's ethical, and everything else surrounding it. How are you doing today, Griffin? I'm doing pretty fine, Tessa. How are you? I'm good. It is so nice to be back on the dinner table. It is so nice. It feels like we haven't eaten in a while, but I'm glad that we are finally digging in. Me too. Yeah, I feel the same. Um, let's see. Adoption. It's, uh, it's a pretty big topic. How do you feel about it? Um, I would say I'm generally me too yeah um yeah. i know adoption you know on its face on its head is that the phrase who knows um it's like a very like who is against adoption you know but i think there are a lot of things that you can really dig into it that where it starts to get a little bit controversial and it's a very meaty topic for sure and i think that's what we're going to unpack today yes Okay. So you recently had a tweet about adoption. Yes, I. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about the tweet. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just gonna read the tweet out loud for you guys. But basically, on July 27th, a tweet went out that says, um, "By Audrey Laud and Mercy." Uh, yeah, I don't know if the URL if the at matters to you, but whatever. So they tweeted, today I talked with a public defender who mentioned how wild it is that kids are removed from their homes because of their parents' poverty and then given to other people and those people are given thousands of dollars instead. And I was just like, and then it's a gif of a guy. <laughs> it's a gif, I can't believe I'm describing a gif, but it's a gif of a guy <laughs> who's like shocked and kind of came up after I had a deep talk with my childhood best friend about adoption, because I am adopted, if you guys didn't know that, but I was adopted. I was a foreign adoption from China, and yeah, I was adopted when I was one, so this kind of sparked a lot of, you know, thought. So I tweeted in reply to this, and I said, or how unbelievably messed up it is to have kids be separated from their families and communities because of the government or class issues that break them up so they end up with white saviors, quote unquote, halfway around the world. And then I wrote, and yes, Steph, a DTP episode coming your way on the subject. And then I said, they were right like they didn't cause it, realizing my abandonment is the fault of our messed up society and not the lighter version of they just couldn't keep you or anything else I had been hearing is unbelievably messed up. I don't really talk about my adoption a lot as it didn't feel like I should because it felt invalidating to do so, but that's almost a silencing technique. I've decided I'm going to speak out more about my struggles in, with my foreign adoption. So that's the tweet. How did you feel, Griffin, when you originally read this tweet? The initial tweet from Audrey, I agree with. I agree that it is messed up that people are removed or kids are removed from poverty situations and given to people 
and those people are like it just seems very classist and um, yeah just not a very not a very good vibe so true as for the twitter thread i liked every tweet in it that i saw so i'm liking the final tweet now but i agree with you it is unbelievably messed up to have these kids in uh, countries that are not america and then they end up in america with these people who are only doing it to essentially feel like feel good about themselves the white savior complex so i agree with you i think your tweets are accurate okay thank you um so yeah let's dive deeper into that i think like so how do you feel about transracial adoption which is basically white people adopting babies of color or any other race adopting any other race i think transracial adoption i mean i have no experience with adoption so uh my opinion may not be as informed as others on the subject but i feel like it is like i'm in support of transracial adoption on the premise that the child's culture uh, that they were born into is somehow not neglected in the process 100 uh, i agree with you like i'm obviously well i was in my tweet it may come off like i'm a little upset which i am upset about it but i do think like at the end of the day, it is still a good thing. Like, kids deserve to have parents, whether or not, you know, those parents are in your culture. And I think, like, also people are allowed to be complex so they don't have to be one thing, you know? But I, I agree with you where, like, I do think that the kids should have the opportunity to, like, experience their culture or learn about what makes them biologically, like, maybe different from their birth from their adoptive families. Would you like to talk a little bit more about your history and experience with adoption? Of course, I would love to. Um, let's see, I, yeah, like I said, I was adopted when I was one. So um, I was adopted from China. So my parents flew over, they filled out a lot of paperwork. It took them a few years because you fill out the paperwork, the paperwork gets read. And then like in between, apparently my paperwork got lost which like I know which deferred it for like a year so if they didn't defer they probably would have gotten a different baby which is kind of interesting when I was one I was adopted um on my side when I was like given up quote unquote I was found like underneath like an overpass just in China oh, <laughs> yeah okay. just on the ground I, I, my therapist says that I laugh to cope with things, <laughs> so I'm just laughing okay, at that, yeah, because yeah. it's, like, sad, but it is what it is, but, yeah, that's where I was from, and then I was in the orphanage for a year, um, and then I was brought over back with my parents, and both of my parents are white, and they're from, you know, Michigan, Rockford, Michigan, to be specific, which is a very white area. My father's family is from, like, Holland, Michigan, which is even whiter <laughs> yeah so growing up I grew up within the American tradition like tradition American culture and I grew up you know like 
basically being white, except for I was not white on the outside. So it was hard for me because a lot of people expected me to be one thing when really I saw myself as another thing and I, like that's the true self. And like finding my identity within that was really hard because nobody really understood it because like I would go to culture club, which is like this like little club for adoptive kids from China. But it was like so, it was like almost too Asian for me because growing up, especially like with white kids, like they made you hate any ethnic part of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would like reject that. And also like, it, it really isn't me like, because I'm not fully that and I'm not fully American either. So it was like hard to find both because I'm also not like genuinely like mixed race, but it is like I'm mixed race. So it was hard that way. And I think that's what makes, that's like what should be incorporated in for an adoption and thinking about how to raise yeah. a kid. Yeah. Yeah, so true. Very interesting and insightful life experience. Thank you. Um, So how do you feel about the foster care system? Like when it comes to adoption there and... Uh, I've only heard bad things. (laughs) Yeah. Like I haven't really heard like a redeeming quality of the foster care system, like from any party. So true. I mean, I think like it's definitely... So the first tweet that we referenced is definitely about the foster care system. And then mine is about, like, for an adoption. But I think, like, it's definitely unethical to have privatization in adoption just the same as, like, as it is unethical with jails. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, people should not be paid to, like, take in kids because then, obviously, the system's going to get abused. Yeah, agreed. I don't think that they, like, regulate it enough to, like, make sure that kids are in safe homes and, like, certain kids are in homes that fit them. Like, I think, especially with, like, LGBTQ youth, like, I think that those kids should, like, maybe even have, like, a different sector. Like, you know, like, they should be ensured that they're safe and, like, have a place where they're accepted. Yes, I agree. Because that even adds a whole extra layer to it. It, it, It's definitely a dicey, I don't know if dicey is the right word, but it's definitely a fragile system. Very true. It could could very easily end up poorly for the children. How do we feel about celebrity adoptions? Oh. Or like very heavily publicized celebrity adoptions. Okay, good question. I guess a good example of that is, um, what's her name? She played in Maleficent. Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. They adopted a bunch of kids. I think most of them were kids of color, right? Like. I think so. So I don't know. Like I think it. I think genuinely Angelina, it brought her joy and contentment to do so. I don't think she was like trying to do it to like get that like you know whatever. <laughs> To get branded the crazy one that adopted eight children or something. Yeah. But I can see where, like, some people could use it for bad. But I don't think Angelina Jolie was trying to do that. But what do you think? 
Do you think it's unethical for press and media to publicize adaptions? Yes. I mean, like, I think it's, it, I think it's a weird concept for sure. Like, well, yeah, it is kind of weird the way you preface it because it's kind of like, oh, they saved this child that would have been alone. Yeah. But instead of just being like, they have another kid, because it could still be like a, an announcement of a child, which is also kind of unethical because, you know, like where they're like, you can't like talk about pregnancy because if the kid dies, then it's like sad. So it is weird. I'm trying to figure out how to handle that. What do you think? I, I think that it's kind of unethical when I think about it. Because <laughs> really, the child is not asking to be subject to. Like, the child can't help that they're being adopted by a celebrity. That's true. Like, that's not... There should be privacy like, there. Yeah, well, that's already an undertaking, like, that the child's just going to have to deal with in growing up. Yeah. So they put, like, tabloid front page... Like, if you're a baby, yeah. I feel like it's like, okay, what do you care? But, like, if you're, like, an eight-year-old and you're, like, from a foreign country and then all of a sudden you're, like, brought over here by Angelina Jolie. Like, yeah, and if you have, like, paparazzi running to take pictures of you when you leave. Yeah, that is kind of hard. Like, yeah. Like, that, I can't imagine. Me either. Okay, what about... How do you feel about, um, like, kind of co-parenting with the birth family and the adoptive family. Do you think that works out? Do you think that that's the best way? Would you be able to do that? Uh, if I was more of like an uncle than a co-parent, I think that would be so great, but um, otherwise I don't think I'd be able to. But I mean, I think, I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. I can see how it would definitely have its perks. But I can also see how things can get a little muddled for the child because then it would feel like it would essentially feel like having divorced parents i feel like yeah for sure and like when you're when you're more of a teenager and how that impacts kids growing up with divorced parents and stuff like that yeah so i think i mean whatever works but i think it has its perks and you know like about being a divorced a divorced a divorced kid with divorced parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that was, I guess, yeah, you saw co-parenting there. Like, do you think that that worked out? Or do you think maybe for other people it works out and it doesn't work out for you? Or um, I mean, it has its ups and downs. I think the jury's still out on if it worked or not, but... <laughs> It is an essential part of who I am today, good and bad, so. Okay, interesting. I think as, like, co-parenting between families becomes more of a thing, I know that they're using that a lot with the, in the American foster system now. Like, there's never really full adoption, full custody. Oh, I wow. think, yeah, I think um, a little scary, because I've always wanted to adopt kids, um, and so I guess I always picture them to be like fully mine, but I, but then I guess I, it poses the question of like, were they ever fully yours, you know? And that's like a little ethical question, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. like who am I to say that like, 
This child is fully mine. It is fully yours if you adopt it. But what? I, I kind of have to pose a question back to you in response to your question, or to your dilemma. Okay, yeah, ask me a question. Would you have liked to have your birth parents involved in your life oh. growing up? Um, I do not think so. I think it would have complicated things. Okay. Even if location was not an issue, like proximity distance. Yeah, no, I still think it would have been complicated. It definitely would have been like a divorced parent, like you said, a divorced parent situation. And I don't think I'm vibing with that, to be quite frank with you. There'd be disputes and there'd be more of an identity crisis of like, yeah, yeah of like, Am I this or am I that? Or should I be this for this parent or should I be this for this parent? Like, what is... That way, yeah, I definitely... That is stressful. It's never fully your child. Like, it's your child maybe by law, but, like, to say someone else is unfit and, like, you deserve their child and you signed a paper and it's their, your child now is, like, kind of weird to me. So I think our last topic, unless you have anything you wanted to say on anything we just talked about, Okay, so the last one that really kind of I also came across at this time with as the same time as the tweet, uh, Red Table Talk, which is Jada Pinkett Smith's show, aka my inspiration, my queen, my chosen mother, everything that has ever been good in the world. Oh. <laughs> Jada Pinkett Smith. Anyways. <laughs> I love her screen too. Yeah. Um, okay, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways, she talked with Kristen Davis, with which, if you don't know who that is, you are an uncultured swine. But that is Charlotte from Sex in the City. Queen. Thank you. Love my girl Charlotte. I love me a good Charlotte. Anyways, so Davis, she adopted her daughter Gemma in 2011 and as well as a baby boy in 2018. And both of them are um, from the black community, or yeah, both of them are black. And so she talked with Jada about transracial adoption and why she chose to do so and the things that she had to go through when she was adopting. And like, I guess like the questions she talked about in the episode, which I think you'll find interesting, Griffin, is when she was adopting, she had like this, she, she had to fill out and check races that she would adopt. Which is, yes, which is questionably... Oh, I don't think that's ethical. Now here is my... I would say, like, on its face, not ethical. But when you really think about it, it's like, I think it is ethical because it's like, do I have the information to raise a kid of certain... Cult? Like, like, let's say... Like a Middle Eastern kid, I do not know much about its culture. I guess I could learn, but like, or, or like, there's a lot of kids that you just don't, I don't know. It's not like, I guess I can see where it would be weird to pick like a certain race. I still, I still don't think it's ethical because there are, like, no one's an expert on any race. And I feel like... I think you can be like more equipped. I mean, yeah, but you can always be more equipped 
to do some things rather than others. But that doesn't mean you can't do. <laughs> you can't learn. Yeah. I would you go as far to call it? Would you call it racist? I would. Okay. Well, I wouldn't necessarily call the survey itself racist, but I I think a person who takes it um, and doesn't fill it out. What about people who return their children after adopting them? Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's just wrong. There's no win in that situation. Yeah, there is no win. I am still in agony thinking about that. Like, I guess when I was adopted, there is a man that was going to be a single dad to this little baby girl. And she had a lot of health problems, so he brought her back. Oh my god. Yeah, and it's just chilling because it's like she needed more help then, you know? Like, that's chilling. That's awful. Yeah, it does. I do shed a tear when I think about it. So sad. Hopefully she was adopted again. Because you imagine yeah, that hope, was like her only chance. I hope she's having a good life right now. Me too. So Davis said in the interview, she said, because my children are African-American, I feel like it is my duty and my job to do as much research, as much work, build as many bridges as possible because you are their community. Talking to Jada, obviously. And that is key. And that is so important, she said. So how do you feel about that quote and what she's saying? I agree. I feel like there needs to be a connection to the culture that the kid was born into. I feel like it's wrong to completely erase. It's very whitewashing. Very whitewashing. That is the biggest word. Because I know, I think for a while, Jada Pinkett Smith was very against transracial adoption, which I also think is unethical. Transracial adoption is unethical? No, I think being against transracial adoption is unethical. Okay, okay. Because that would mean, like, you don't think that people can be mixed race or, like, more complex, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, people are very capable of loving other people. Like, we should be able to let them do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got you, I got you. You got me. So, I mean, for me, adoption... Ethical. I would say adoption is ethical. Yeah, I think uh, uh, the adopt or person who is doing the adopting needs to be certified to not be a bad person in any way to ensure the best life for the child. Yes, do their research, know about internalized racism, know about their culture, try to integrate them, try not to other them, try to make them feel like one of you. Loved and accepted. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening this week. We will have a dinner table podcast for you each week where we dig into those meaty topics that you love. Ain't those topics so meaty. So meaty. Can't wait to <laughs> discuss some hot issues. So we have a lot of a lot of things that happened this summer that we can discuss. So I'm very excited to take a bite. Same. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.